Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy. Uh, this is the coziest game room on the internet, so I've uh, heard from people here and there. Uh, my name's Chris. My name's Corey. And uh, we are coming at you live from the Game Awards uh, live stream. Um, we're, Corey, we're, we're actually recording this uh, Thursday night. Uh, oh yeah. As the Game Awards are happening. I mean, um, a few hours into them now. Yeah, so. it's not a, we're not, don't worry, this isn't a, you know, it's not this a reaction a three stream. three-hour podcast. <laughs> it's not a reaction stream, but it just so happens that we're overlapping a little bit. We're um, snuggling up, our legs are touching with the Game Awards, and, um, you know, we're, uh, it's, it's very possible that right here, you could hear some first reactions to something gigantic. Um, so... Yeah. Be, There's be excited. Be, there will be something huge that's going to drop here towards because we are nearing the end of it. And there's been some pretty big stuff that's already been announced that we're very excited to talk about already. Um, but something else is going to hit here soon that's going to make our jaw drop. I have very yeah. little doubt. Yeah. So, Corey, I mean, without further ado, let's um, what. What do you think about the Game Awards? Like, what, what's your opinion? How do you how do you feel about them? Just in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, as a, as a thing, are you, um, you know, are you glad that I they mean, exist? Are you? Yeah, you know? no, I think it's a thing. Um, to where I mean, everyone. I mean, we're gonna do it. There's a lot of people who come out and do like their Game of the Year discussions, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like talk and kind of discussion that happens, but I think it's a cool thing to have kind of a recognized or a set recognized set of awards, not only for game of the year, but for action game of the year, RPG game of the year, like best, like sound design as well. Going into some of the, I mean, it's, it's like Oscar season, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it rewards and shines light onto aspects of gaming that otherwise kind of gets pushed to the side, you know? They're like, I think Death Deathloop won best art direction. Yep. And it took, I wouldn't say a bold choice for its art direction, but it was certainly very colorful, very fun compared to what it had previously done in the past in terms of Arcane Studios of what they had done. And compare I'm comparing it to Dishonored, which right. in a lot of, you know, grays, a lot of neutrals. There is color there, but nothing flashy. While Deathloop came out and just had a blast, had a lot yep. of fun, made it cotton candy, made it pop. And while it's probably going might win another award or two tonight, I think that's a fun award to show off like, hey, the people who decided to take it this route, it is very appreciated. This is very fun. And we recognize this as, you know, what we consider as the best. Yeah. And so, um, which speaking of, I am, um, as much as I did very much enjoy Deathloop. I am happy that Deathloop did not win best narrative um because it was not the best narrative at this at no. this point um they have gotten to the point uh Guardians of the Galaxy surprisingly won best narrative. I mean that's hey, a, who who saw we'll it coming. Into, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I've <laughs> played the first little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy and you know Hey, I said I would eat my words on it if uh, if it would if I uh, if it ended up being good. And here I am eating my words Look on at it. You. it. It's pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not super far in. I'm on the third chapter, which isn't far in at all. Okay, but it's pretty. 
uh, we'll get into it more in a bit though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, if you're, if we're all being honest, most of the reason that people watch the game awards is to see announcements to see, to see that E3 level of just like big reveals. I mean, like there, this is bigger than E3 now in terms of reveals. I mean, in some, in in some cases, yeah. Like they've had, I mean, E3 has more quantity in some cases, but in a lot of cases, like over the last couple of years, game awards have had some of the biggest, like notable. Yeah. I mean, you'll see stuff like a new, I mean, I think in the last couple of years, like, Naughty Dog's pretty consistently, you know, they'll show yep. a trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 or for Uncharted 4, or, you know, yeah. for all of these, like, um, this is where, like, Nintendo doesn't usually partake, but, you know, they announced Joker was coming to yep. Smash, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, pretty big stuff kind of happening, stuff that you don't, I mean, when compared to something like the Oscars, like, the Oscars is not a marketing event is just simply no. an award show and yeah. um the game awards kind of strikes a hybrid but you know it is one of those things i don't know if you remember Corey or if you watched them all that much but you know prior to the game awards you had the spike game awards yeah yep. um and personally i mean for whatever you know say what you will about the game awards about you know any kind of cheese that kind of comes out of it like I'm I'm just glad that we've gotten away from that because it was yes. this thing where like the Spike it, Game Awards, you were it watching it. Right. It was it was very much leaning into that, like the bad parts of gamer culture, quote unquote, yep. like not bad in the sense that like, oh, this is really like this is bad. But it was like, you know, the stuff that no, I mean, one percent of gaming culture finds funny or entertaining or whatever it was leaning into that and you know the game awards now like you know you some people may feel like it takes itself too seriously on certain things or whatever it is but it does a little yeah but it's gotten to a point where you know it does kind of i'm i'm glad that it's taken this direction where it's gone more in the direction of okay we want to be a little bit more prestige we want to be a little bit more um you know of a serious thing because like gaming in general has gone that direction it's become more of a serious art form it's become something that deserves a little bit more like professional recognition instead of just this big like jokey show um so the game awards happening now as we record as you're listening to this they happened and um you saw me with your eyes on um, in the uh, background right now. Yeah. You and s- we have Imagine Dragons probably <laughs> Imagine Dragons are playing right now. Performing. Yeah. I don't have the sound on. I'm just watching people like dance Same. and I'm assuming I'm a I'm assuming it's like a um the wiggle song or maybe like that Fortnite song that you heard Fruit where it's like salad. Yeah. Yeah. It's um yummy, yummy. <laughs> Um it's yeah, I mean, there's there's weird stuff, but like oh, you know, yeah. you as you're listening to this, you saw Breath of the Wild two, you saw Persona six, you saw The Last of Us Part three. You know what we're what we're missing. You know that we're just misguided past versions of ourselves. Uh, 
yelling out predictions into the aether. Um, but what we're going to do right now is we're going to, you know, we're going to showcase, a, we're going to highlight a couple of the things that we have seen so far, that we know so far. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the things that if, if something comes up while we're in it, you are, you're going to see some raw reactions. If it doesn't, hey, we'll, uh, we'll catch up. We'll catch up later. Um, and we'll, you know, I'll hear Core's reactions whenever he sees, um, you know. What, what, what do you want to see, Corey? What, what, what's something that you want to say? I was going to make a joke, but legitimately, like, what do you, what do you want to see? What would excite you the most? I mean, what would a uh, Persona Six would excite me the most, but also uh, Persona Four Golden brought either to Switch or current consoles. That would I be delightful. Would be, I think that would be my number one pick. <clears throat> um, I am excited for the eventual Last of Us Three. Um, okay, but um, you know, I'm I'm okay with a little bit of a break with that till then. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like super big else that I'd want to see at the moment. I think persona either six or four golden is definitely my number one. At the yeah. Moment. I, I would agree. I mean, I think, um, I mean, persona six is probably a long ways off, but I, I think it's reasonable to, I don't know, hope that persona three, persona four, something could make it over to, switch given like yeah. the Shin Megami Tensei um kind of relationship yeah. that's gone on and um and Joker and Smash and you know a lot of that kind of stuff. You would you would hope that maybe some of that would come over. Um but yeah I mean I would love to see Final Fantasy 16 or Dragon Quest 12 or Ooh, yes. um porting yes. some like some older Dragon Quest games in some way. Like, I mean, I know the the first three are on there, and but they're doing the remake of three they're, in there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I think there there's still room to have some really big announcements. But Corey, what have you have you seen anything so far that's really like caught your eye that you're really excited about? I mean, kind of several things. <laughs> for being okay. honest, and we, I mean, we'll we'll get into them all. Um, I would say it was on right before we started recording. Um, but Plague's Tale Requiem, okay, uh, I think catches my the most. I played Plague's Tale for the first time last year, only time, but I played it last year. Um, <laughs> I've played through it so many times. It is the most fun game I've ever played. No, but it was it was a great game. Um, right, I had heard like right. good things about it, but no one ever really praised it too much. Um, but I stepped into it last year after it'd been out for a little bit and had plenty of patches in to fix any yep. bugs, anything like that. And it was a great game that with a good, a very good emotional story of a sister and brother trying to <laughs> survive this, right. int- this plague that is happening. There's tons of rats. It's really gross. Um, but is the heart and soul of the game is their relationship and kind of their dysfunction because they don't really know each other too much because the younger brother is sick and the mother like dotes and cares for him while she's just kind of left to essentially almost be the next in line under her father, you know, tragic events happen. It's them two kind of growing together. And then it falls into like this giant weird, mutant like rat 
king <laughs> face off at the end. And I'm just like, yeah. this one from like <clears throat> a kind of, you know, survival horror game, but coming of age story into full on like full horror, like right. episode movie. But regardless, it's a great game. And the sequel looked like it's taking a lot of the great things from the original game, but adding a lot more elements to the game and a lot more choices and more. I'm trying to think how to describe this. Like the first game almost feels like a fun, like test drive of the idea. And it did so well that now that they have the full ideas and backing to make the full game that they wanted, which is what that trailer made it seem like. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I remember when you first mentioned like being into or like playing Plague Tale, enjoying Plague Tale. Um, and it was a thing like I still have virtually no real knowledge of the game or what it what it's about or you know any of that kind of stuff um but i do have vivid memory of you being very into it and it is a very like good yeah um and i've i've heard that i've heard whenever it came out there were plenty of people who were like no this is a really good story it's very moving it's very you know i think um it's something that i would definitely be interested in checking out and i just haven't i didn't realize you hadn't played it i think you would enjoy it a lot it's i mean it's mainly built around puzzles, um, but not like puzzles and how you think it's how do I prevent this giant rat swarm from eating my flesh off? <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding. That's kind of what it is. It's like, okay, you know, fire, fire is your friend in this game. It's like, how do yep. I keep things burning this yep. entire time? Yep. But um, yeah, that, I would say that caught my eye or catches my eye the most initially. Okay. Um, yeah. How about you though? Um, so the big ones that I've seen so far, I mean, there, there've been a couple of, um, like updates or, um, like new trailers for certain things. I mean, um, there were like tiny Tina popped up as having like a so new hype. trailer. Like there, there were some of those things. Um, Horizon's new trailer looked really cool. I don't know if you yeah. checked it out, but yeah. it showed off new uh, monsters or machines. Yep. Um, Horizon had a new Horizon Forbidden West had a new trailer. Um, but the out of the reveals, the big things that have stood out to me, um, Alan Wake 2. Um, I knew you were going to say this. Yeah, <laughs> if you, you listen to the podcast previously, I am a... Um, big fan of Alan Wake, um, have been really enjoy it. Um, and despite having kind of a pseudo sequel, um, in Alan Wake's American Nightmare, um, there hasn't been a new Alan Wake game in 10 years. Um, but there was the kind of assumption that something would come since Control, the, um, Mm -hmm the game made by the same team that made Alan Wake um, put out DLC that included Alan Wake and Alan Wake's in the same world. And it was a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, so now there's an Alan Wake too, um, which well, they're Alan Wake in control. Yeah. Uh, he, well, I don't, I can't remember actually. So in control, there are, specific mentions of Alan Wake. There are, there are like 
his book, there are like there are items of his, and I think in the DLC he yes, may so actually he, show up. I think he shows up in the DLC, yeah. which will be interesting yeah. to see how they incorporate that, right. or if they do at all. Yeah. Um. So the so I mean, Alan Wake Two has been something that has started kind of presenting itself as a possibility. Um, and I'm excited about it. I mean, I think Alan Wake, the original had, um, had some stuff. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't this, the best playing game in the entire world. And, um, you know, whatever, but I think like the narrative, like if you, if you are a person who was into, um, like Stephen King and um, the Pacific Northwest and things like that, like Twin Peaks. Like it was very, yeah. it was something that you could very much get into. Um, I loved it. Thought it was, um, thought it was very good. And Alan Wake too. The so my my main concern, um, having a little bit of a cursory understanding of what Alan Wake two seems like it's supposed to be, is that they are planning on digging pretty deep in on the horror side yeah, this time. It, Alan Wake the, 1 was more was a hybrid an action game a horror game and this seems like it's going more the route of like it wants to be a survival horror um which the photos looked very resident evil yeah which i i will being a fan of Alan Wake, I will not be able to not play Alan Wake 2. Um, but it makes me a little bit more apprehensive solely because I'm such a wuss whenever it comes to the horror side of things. So <laughs> that will be an experience, I'm sure. But I'm I'm very excited that they're making it. Um, I think that there's a lot of really interesting story that can be told. and the And also the fact that it connects to the broader, you know, remedy universe that they've yeah. created. I think that's a, I think that's really interesting too. Um, the couple other things that I've seen so far that, you know, really, um, catch my eye, uh, suicide squad, uh, had a game play trailer. Yeah. Um, which we, we already knew about that. It's, um, in the same universe and from the same makers of the Batman Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives off very big, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the game, yeah. the new game mm-hmm. vibes, um, but presents better to me. I mean, watching the gameplay trailer, I felt better about what that game looks like it could be than I think Guardians did. Um, yep. So, I mean, I if that's the that. case, then, I mean, Suicide's. I mean, if Guardians turned out great, then Suicide Squad could be a masterpiece. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but we'll that... Yeah, that looked very good. Um, the Nightingale game. Um, okay, I don't know if I saw this one. There was a game shown off by some ex-Bioware developers. It's a Victorian-era um, kind of alternate universe crafting survival game um, called yeah called Nightingale. Um, and I think it's supposed to be... It seems like it's supposed to be maybe in the realm of like a Valheim where it is like encouraged, like you can play it solo, but it's encouraged to be more of a co-op survival experience. Um, But I mean, even though like that isn't necessarily my vibe, like um, just being older and being in the place where I'm not 
playing games with people as much as I did whenever I was younger. Um, I'm a little bit like that's less of a selling point for me. Um, but I think the universe or, you know, at least what it was presenting, like I'm very, you don't see that. It could have just been, could have been, oh, you know, this is our take on Dragon Age or whatever. It's like they're consciously taking like a really interesting approach to um, a different sort of fantasy. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, the, sorry, I have more than I, <laughs> feel free to break in at any time. I had more oh, than no, I thought I'm, I did. Um, uh, the other one that stood out for me was Hellblade 2. Yes, um, yep. Senua's Saga. And so at first, because we first saw this game, I think like two years ago now, might've been last year, but I think it was yeah, about it's been two a while. years ago. Had the and it was, like chanting drum trailer. Yeah, and yep. that's kind of how this trailer opened up too. And it looked like it was just gonna be one of those big CGI trailers that you normally see, um, or that you, we had seen for uh, Star Wars Eclipse earlier, which we'll talk. Yep. About, I'll talk about here in a sec as well. Um, and so I was like, oh, just a CGI. Wait, what's happening? And then it slowly dawned on me, like, no, this is gameplay. Yeah. Um, yep. it looked from a visual perspective, stunning. Yeah. And the way that the lighting's working and just the overall sequence of events for that gameplay trailer, I was blown away. Now, if you know nothing of um, Hellblade, uh, Send You a Sacrifice, um, I, I highly encourage people to play this game. It is a game that revolves around a young woman who's recently lost um, her loved one and uh she is schizophrenic and so it's or has schizophrenia and it's she has multiple voices speaking through her head and if you're wearing headphones you speaking into your head throughout the game and it's right very compelling and it very it's kind of like there's a sword in front of you and you you yourself are debating like okay well let's go grab the sword and then a voice will be like don't pick up the sword don't pick up the sword coward no this yep. will help you no and it, and it's just these voices just going like back and forth and how they recorded it too is like people spinning around in the in a room so that the voices echo and kind of come from different directions and so you have it, it's a little scary at times i would say yeah, yeah. um but it it's a phenomenal game with interesting puzzles and average combat but is that's why not what the game's about the game is about the story and the mental state of this young woman as she tries to um, navigate and kill norse gods to hopefully bring back this person and now there's a sequel right. to it and it looks like they've just ramped up all the production of it the voices are still there they're still as eerie as condescending and as encouraging as ever it sounds like and it seems like it's bringing in more mythology and some greater stakes from outside of just Senua um, for this game. And it looks great. Yeah. I, um, Hellblade is another one that's kind of sat on the back and like, it's never been, it's never been one that's like flooded to the forefront of mm -hmm. games that I've wanted to immediately play, but it's something that I've always like had in the back of my mind that I want to play because, you know, Ninja Theory, um, the team 
behind that, you know, I've enjoyed a number of games that they've made in the past. Um, really enjoy, you know, I've, I've watched a few like docu, um, not docu series, but like some of these little, you know, documentary vignettes that they do. Yeah. Um, and they, they have a very, like, they have a small team. They seem very like intimate and very engaged in what they do. Um, you know, and I'm very, I'm happy that they, you know, have continued to do a lot of neat things like to, to like create some, not only like create some good games, but some really like groundbreaking, interesting games. Mm -hmm. And also too, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, I remember Hellblade having, um, some pretty, strong um kind of nods whenever people were referring to mental health and things like that how it um how it's represented in games by like characters and things like that um so so yeah i i i'm excited about it i mean it's um again like ninja theory they're uh, they're microsoft owned at this point so i mean it's a little bit yep. like for us being less Microsoft centric, um, individuals like, you know, some of these things, it's increasingly becoming more difficult for us yes. to, <laughs> to keep in on some of the, like the, it, it had been a thing previously where Xbox really did not Have do anything. much whenever it came to, right. Whenever it came to good, solid exclusives, um, now they're really like, they're bringing it on that regard. And, um, well, they have that apparently Forza and horizon is incredible. The new halo. I mean, I've heard some mixed up, but predominantly it sounds great. Oh yeah. Um, At the very least best halo in years, you know, I mean, is it the best have, ever? Who knows? But best in like the last decade, probably. Now you have Hellblade 2 coming, there's Starfield coming, and then, you know, maybe an Elder Scrolls 6, but there's there's other stuff coming down the pipeline where I'm sitting here like, I'm going to have to pick up a digital Xbox, aren't I? And yeah. Just, yeah. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the other big thing, I mean, kind of along that vein, um, it wasn't like an announcement, but... Um, they showed off a trailer um, and have it as something that's coming out um, or had it with a release date for the first time in a very long time. Um, there's a small indie game called Tunic that's coming out um, exclusively for PC and um, Xbox consoles um, that looks beautiful where you're, it's basically like a Zelda game with a Fox character, yeah. um, you know, looks really, really neat. And, you know, it's, it's kind of further evidence that, you know, things are, things are kind of shifting on that end and, you know, Sony may have, um, rested a little too easy on, um, certain areas while Xbox like really dug in on, um, reinvesting in good indie developers and, yeah. um, you know, so, uh, but a couple other things that at least have been shown off at this point that I'm excited about. Um, you mentioned, I mean, we might as well talk about it. Star Wars Eclipse, um, mm -hmm. a game that uh, I apparently there were some rumors of that may exist. I was not aware of them. Me either. Um, but is a game coming out in the Star Wars series. Um, 
by Quantic Dream, who are the developers behind Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, um, mm-hmm. very narrative focused, um, choice. Heavy, like, choice driven team. Um, and it's supposed to take place in the High Republic era, which mm-hmm. is a, um, I mean, to my knowledge, is a pretty untouched uh, era in the game space. I know there have been like novels and things like there's that, novels, but especially like games. There's a game, one game in it. Or, okay. No, that was Old Republic. Never mind. Yeah, there were the um, Old Republic games, but the High Republic stuff, I'm not sure, has much representation. Um, I don't think At so least in the game there. space. No. Um, so that, I mean, did you watch the, I actually have not seen the trailer. Um, did you watch, you watch the trailer? I did. It's on, a, it didn't really give much away. It just shows a lot. Um, it's a big CGI fest more than right. anything. Um, but you know, showed bounty hunters, some Jedi, um, but nothing like too concrete on like of what this game would exactly be. Um, right. But it did say it was an early development. Um, so I'm not expecting anything for at least another year and a half, two years. Um, but it'll be, I imagine, coming from them, it's going to be a very narrative-driven, very choice-heavy, probably a couple different characters, probably a bounty hunter, a Jedi, maybe some sort of troop. And you're going to see if their stories will intertwine or interconnect throughout. Yep. Uh, yep. But I'm excited um, for it regardless. Yeah. I mean, I think my initial like gut reaction whenever it comes to seeing a Star Wars game is like you want you want it to be an action game. You want it to be like flips and uh, yeah. like I don't know, the space battles and all that kind of stuff. But like. I mean, realistically, like Star Wars has really rich lore and characters Mm -hmm. and having the opportunity to have a story that's a little that's so, so focused on um, just the story, like not dealing with all of the other stuff being super flashy, but like digging in and really trying to tell an interesting and compelling story like that's that is really interesting to me. so I'm excited that they're going to have that take. I mean, you know, Quantic Dream has a range of stuff. Um, so, you know, it could be at the very least, it'll be very interesting and very, um, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of conversations about it, whether or not it's like the most brilliant Star Wars story that's ever been. Who knows? Um, mm. But, you know, I think it'll I think it'll be very interesting. Um, the uh, in a similar vein, um, honestly, I was kind of surprised about this given that they closed in a capacity a few years ago, but um, Telltale, uh, a new Telltale. Wait, really? Um, I didn't see this either. Yeah. So Telltale, who closed, yes. I think reopened with some of the developers as Telltale or at least kind of redeveloped yeah. Telltale. Um, okay. They, in conjunction with Deck Nine, who you might okay. know from our conversations about Life is Strange, True yeah. Colors, um, they will be making a um, The Expanse game. Um, which, are you familiar with The Expanse? Is it the TV Your face show? says no. 
Yes, the TV show. Well, the, I mean okay. the book, the TV show, that that universe. Um, uh, I'm not fam- a game. I mean, I'm aware of it, but not familiar right. with it. Yeah. Um, so that I mean they they titled it the Expanse colon a Telltale series, and so it I mean they it kind of I guess hints at the idea that it could be like you know in the in a similar way to like yeah the walking dead was a series of games. Like it, yeah. it could have multiple, it could have a longer tail who knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's extremely interesting given like I, I have limited, um, understanding of the, um, expanse series. Like I've, I've watched yeah. a little bit of the show. Um, I think it's a very compelling world and I think it's, again, it's, I think it's something that could be very interesting. Um, but yeah, the only the only other big thing that has been shown again, we're we're watching this as it's happening. It's um, you know, it's coming right out of the pipes. We don't we don't know what could be coming next. But um the only other thing that's come up that seems um specifically really interesting on my end, um, did you see Thirsty Suitors, Corey? No, no. Um, <laughs> so, so thirsty suitors. Um, uh, let me see. Let me pull it up really quick. Um, because I don't want to do. So it, I guess, elevator pitch. At least as it seemed to me, was what if kind of a more. Oh. Uh, what if like Scott Pilgrim, but uh, like a RPG and okay. um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the, the Scott Pilgrim the versus the, the world. I'm trying. Yeah, I think. And I think it's also supposed to be more. I don't know. Okay. Let me let hold Hold on a second. Let well, me, well, let me, while you go <laughs> through that a little, they did just yep. show a little bit more Elden Ring. Okay. Which, yep. Um, I am. I so I would. I will preface this with. I am so excited for that game. Yes. Um, and what they just showed was again another CGI fest trailer that probably had some story to it. But I so Horizon, Far or uh, Forbidden West, um, comes out February eighteenth, and Elden Ring comes out February twenty fifth. And honestly, I'm sitting here like, why? Why? Why would you do this to me? Because. Um, the original Horizon Zero Dawn was probably my game of the year back um, when it came out. Yep. And but with my recent success in Demon Souls uh, last year and the hype with Elden Ring, in fact, it's going to be an open world game. I'm super, super excited for that. And now I'm just like, I, I don't I don't know what to do. How how do I approach this oncoming <laughs> duality of these two games with also right. the fact that teeny tiny um wonderland teeny tiny adventures yeah, adventures that's coming out in march and <laughs> then forespoken's coming out in may and the games are yep. just coming thick and fast chris and yeah, yeah. I, I you know i was complaining earlier this year like wow there's really nothing coming out and now everything yeah. is coming yeah. out because You're- i got oh, it's just there's so many it's, it's not a, a bad thing it's not. Yeah. These no. are simple 
and very superficial problems for me to have, but I'm choosing to see them as problems for me to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I felt the same way whenever, um, my daughter was born, um, because I remember looking at it and being like, I remember watching, I can't remember what it was, but there was some sort of award show, some sort of like announcement thing that happened. And it was like, okay, within a month or two of my daughter being born, there will be Animal Crossing. There will be Final Fantasy VII Remake. There will be The Last of Us Part, of two, us part two, Cyberpunk and, oh, 2077. Persona 5 um, Royal came out like two weeks Persona 5 before. Royal. Yeah. Um, and some of that got pushed back. Like I know um, my daughter was born in April. Um, obviously like Animal Crossing, Persona 5 Royal, those all came out on time. But, um, you know, The Last of Us got pushed back. Uh, Cyberpunk got pushed back. So, I mean, it wasn't a, but I mean, Sorry, it was a thing. Should have been like, pushed geez. back more. Yeah. Um, but it was the thing where I was sitting there. I was like, geez, like this is, this just feels this feels hostile. Like it feels aggressive that I'm being hit with this kind of stuff. Um, I'm still excited to play cyberpunk whenever it's, you know, actually viable. Yeah, I am too. Like I really do. um, I don't know. I've lost a little bit of that excitement, but I, I do think like it will be, a really good experience when, when I finally play it. I think it'll be, I think I'll really dig it. Um, I'm excited to give it a shot, but, um, yeah. I, so, uh, before we move on to anything else, um, thirsty suitors, um, I didn't want to misrepresent it. So I wanted <laughs> to find something else, um, rather than the very bare bones summary that I, uh, found, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's basically, it seems like it's supposed to be, you are, um, you are a girl, young woman from an immigrant family, um, who's essentially like feeling pressure from her family to marry or settle down or whatever. And she's essentially kind of contending with the expectations of her family and her own exes of the past. And in a similar okay. fashion, I think to like Scott Pilgrim, you're having to face your exes, but it, it sounds okay. like it's supposed to be like yeah. a turn-based turn-based, like RPG and there's supposed to be like some lot of like indie weirdness. Um, it's from the same developers. I didn't play it. I'm vaguely familiar with it. I remember whenever it was shown off, but Falcon age, um, which came out, um, it, uh, I remember being a very pretty game. I don't know a ton, a ton about it beyond that. Um, same developers though. Looks really interesting. Um, so but yeah, I am, um, the beginning of 2022 is shaping up in a to be a interesting way. Yeah. I mean, it's very much, um, it's shaping up to be a regular 2017. Am I right, Corey? Uh, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn and, uh, Breath of the Wild and Persona 5 and, um, well, then you had 2018 with God of War, uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, well, yeah, but, but. I mean, this is basically Breath like of the Wild. <laughs> this is like a repeat. I mean, seriously though, like, I mean, you're gonna see. Um, I mean, it, like, again, listeners can kind of um, parse through this and have maybe heard this in the past, but like, you and I kind of came from split areas on that. Where yeah. Breath of the Wild for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out roughly in the same period, like within a month. 
Um, you played Horizon Zero Dawn, loved it, um, have since played Breath of the Wild. Is it safe to say you have not loved it as much as Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, to be fair, I didn't have a switch when Horizon. Just to answer went. the question, Corey. What did, what no. did you? No, what did I, you I, feel? Oh, when I first, so when I first played <laughs> Breath of the Wild, I hated it. It was garbage. <laughs> and as I've played it throughout the years now, um, I have settled on that it is a good game that mm-hmm. I have found a very like good niche enjoyment in. Yep. And I think like the if you play, I think, Breath of the Wild, how it was intended to be played and in terms of the main story, it is a poo-poo game. Yeah. But if you go and tackle the world how you please and kind of find what you enjoy and roll with it from there, it is a phenomenal game because once you find that thing you enjoy, you're like, wow, they did this great. They crushed yep. this, and this is a lot of fun now. So Yeah. But yeah, the um, that is a full topic for another day. <laughs> well, that and could I mean, be a bonus episode in of itself. It could be. Yeah, it could be a versus episode. Um, no, I mean, but I say that to say, like, a breath of. I mean, I I had been under the hope that when Horizon Forbidden West came out, that it would be divorced of anything to sway me. Um, but I mean, my experience with, with Horizon Zero Dawn was like, was the opposite situation where I played Breath of the Wild, um, a couple of months later played, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm having trouble like keeping track of all of the call the names. names. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I played Horizon Zero Dawn later and I felt kind of disappointed in comparison, like just because of the experience that I had with Breath of the Wild. And it was, it wasn't, I mean, I genuinely have positive feelings toward Horizon Zero Dawn, but it was something where I felt there were areas that were just lacking. And, you know, it seems like 2022 could end up shaping up to be a similar thing where it's like Horizon Forbidden West, potentially Breath of the Wild 2, all coming out in the same window again. And... (laughs) Well, kind if of, you if you'll indulge me here for a second, okay. okay. Uh, they're so, they're showing a Matrix trailer right now, so we have time to talk. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't care less about it. Um, so, <laughs> her Horizon Zero Dawn when it came out was, in, in my opinion, would be alongside The Witcher Three as the best done modern open world game. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, it yep. took everything that was great about open world games everything great about the exploration like the narrative driven the choices you can make and ratchet it up and made in my opinion what was the best modern open world game at the time on the flip side the problem of this is that breath of the wild came out and flipped the idea of a modern open world game on its head and reinvented yeah. what the modern open world game is yeah and so and I think, it's one of those things of you you got the I'm trying to think how to describe it. You you were so used to a very good um uh, I don't know what's how what can I compare this to? Like a very <laughs> good um oh gosh, what's a good analogy for this? There isn't one. Well uh, I 
You let, let me see if I a can good steak kind of restaurant help. to the best steak restaurant who yeah. cooks it differently. Right. Well, and, and let me see if I can help you like drive that point home because I, I know what you're saying. And, um, I have another point of comparison. Like it's the, when you're, when you don't know any differently, like it's not that horizon okay, yes, zero yeah. dawn is anything wrong, but like, you know, when you don't know any differently, you can fall in love with this thing when something else has been presented that has changed your expectations or change, you know, what you're looking or even just like what you could potentially see in a game. Like it, it does shift your view. And for me, like coming outside of games for a second, like that, um, that I think was my experience with, uh, Avengers infinity war. Um, that movie. Um, I remember, I mean, even still, you can ask plenty of people who are very into the MCU who were like, Oh, Avengers infinity war top, top five, like top five yeah. Marvel movies, like way up there. And for me, I would put it in the bottom five. Like if I were to be honest, I would put it very low. And I think, I think could be wrong, but I think a lot of that comes from, I saw infinity war later. Um, okay. yeah. I knew about the snap. I right. knew about that. And so whenever it happened in the movie, I felt virtually nothing. Like I felt, yeah. I did not feel this like sense of awe and, you know, sadness and all of these things. It was just like, I knew it wasn't so much that I knew of the surprise, but I knew that they were building up toward the end game. I knew that there was probably going to be a reversal on that. Yeah. And so the, the weight of that felt different to me. Like it, it didn't hit me because I knew I was coming at it from a different sense where I knew better potentially. Um, and that doesn't diminish what the game or what the movie was like the movie in was still fine, but like, I didn't see it as like in such high regard because it was just like, something had like, I had a different perspective. Um, right. If that makes sense. And I think that that's kind of the same thing with, with that, where you had played horizon zero dawn, not having played breath of the wild. I played breath of the wild before. And so we had different expectations going into it where like for me, breath of the wild, it's not that I like have expectations now that every open world game should be breath of the wild, but it was something where like, Breath of the Wild, I felt a magic in Breath of the Wild that really changed what I expected from open world games going forward mm -hmm. and potentially made me a harsher critic over what Horizon uh, Zero Dawn was than I would have been otherwise. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would say all of the shackles or like restraints that were there and still are there for a lot of open world games like that are taken off in a game like um legend of zelda breath of the wild it wants you to be completely yep. free from the beginning and let you just explore and understand at your own peril and at your own pace and at your own enjoyment while other games hold back at a time it's like no not yet no not yet no not yet finally while breath of the wild is more of just go for it just experience yeah. and learn from there which is yep. two very different styles 
Yeah. And I think it was this thing where we had gotten to a point where we were seeing a lot of open world fatigue of just the mm-hmm. bloat and, you know, seeing yeah. something like Breath of the Wild where it brought in this idea of like, we're not going to fill the world with all this like potential garbage that you don't want to do. We're going to make it a very exploratory experience. Like it, it brought a lot about, I mean, to the point where years later, I mean, we talked about it on this very show, um, the pathless, like I played the pathless and had a, had a similar experience where it was like, I went into it and was like, I was, this is amazing. This is a great game. I love this game. Um, because it was just bringing me something different. Like, you know, I will still play an Assassin's Creed. I will still play yep. um, a Far Cry or whatever, where you're coming across like enemies and there's all these divergent like narratives and so like all this kind of stuff. Like there's a place for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Breath of the Wild really did open it up to where it was like, whoa, we can, we can explore this yeah. differently. We can do something a little bit differently here. Um, and yeah, I, I think it did kind of, I mean, honestly, like I, I hope that Breath of the Wild 2 has the same like capacity to do that. Like I, I hope that it's able to reignite that again, rather than it being just like a copy of the original Breath of the Wild, which I mean, Nintendo is not known for just half-assing stuff no, like no. i mean they're, they they're they may not massive expectations for the sequel oh yeah yeah and that's the that's the tough thing with it but um yeah i don't know um cory we're 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 coming up it seems like on um game of the year announcements um you're you're gonna hear it here first everybody um don't look at a blog wait until monday find out who the game of the year is you're going to find out right here. Um, I have no idea what it is. It's, yeah. Ah, um, there it is. In yep. Game of the year. It takes two. What? Yeah. Hold on. We might be, I think I'm a little bit behind. Yeah. I'm a little bit behind on the live stream. Oh my God. It takes two. It's game of the year. Yeah. Apparently. What in the world? I mean, I, I, I knew it got um, a lot of love, not like early on, but I probably like after a month or two of release where people were like, you know what? This game is great. I mean, I don't know. I didn't play it. Um, oh, my God. I'm, I'm legitimately stunned. I, uh, that was probably out of the games that I thought could potentially out of the six games that could have potentially gotten game of the year. That was probably number was dead last. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was my <laughs> last hey, hey, good, <laughs> good for, good for them. Uh, happy yeah, for him. I mean, he's ecstatic. Um, yeah. Yosef Ferris. Um, oh, I'm dude was sure going in. Very excited there. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is my, because I mean, legitimately, I mean, I think that that shows, what this year has been. I mean, it shows the fact that like, well, I mean, it it shows the fact that like this game, this year has been kind of bonkers in a lot of ways because it is this thing where we've had a lot of really good games, but you haven't had just like the dead ringers. You haven't had like your, your God of Wars and your, 
you know, the, the games that you're just looking at that are like, this game's going to clean up. This is going to be, this is going to be the one it's obvious, you know, whatever. Um, and I guess that's no more apparent than the fact that it takes two to comb the game of the year award. Um, Good for them. I I think our goatee discussion will be a little different. I don't know if it will even be mentioned. Um, but now spoiler alert, it won't be on my list. I mean, it won't be on mine, but now I feel like we, (laughs) we have to speak on it now at some, uh, in some capacity. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and it's like a, it's like an Oscar conversation. Like it's, it, it had, and I mean, that's the thing is the, um, yeah, it, I remember whenever it came out, listening to people talking about it and people had very positive things. Like it was a, um, people said like it was inventive, had very good, like interesting storytelling was very, like it was a good solid platformer was challenging was like, there were a lot of really good things that were said about it. Um, but is it, aren't they currently under a copyright lawsuit too for the game's title? It takes two. I don't, I'm pretty sure I read, no, I'm pretty sure I read something that was like earlier this week, another thing like, um, claimed like that they had the title for it takes two before that they did and that apparently they might have to rename the game um uh, okay um yeah so they are um yeah they are they are in a lawsuit um that's hilarious it takes two hit by (laughs) they might have to (laughs) yeah so take two interactive has filed a lawsuit um god that is so that's that could be hilarious that they have to change the name of the game that one game in the the world oh hey no oh my god good for them happy for them um yeah okay well standout game on their end um, I yeah, do have one more deal. game I want to mention. Um, okay. uh, it doesn't look super big, but uh, they showed a Dune strategy game. Um, I did see vague mention that that exists. So that existed. will be something I will dip my toes into just because I love me some Doom and some Arrakis. So Arrakis? Ara- uh, don't so you mean Ar- Arachnid? That's a spider. No, no so Arrakis is the name of the actual planet, but is nicknamed Doom. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Corey, I mean, this this episode was weird. It was, we, yeah. we talked a little bit about uh, Game of the Award, Game Awards as they had happened, um, Game Awards as they were happening, um, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn. We talked about just something. It's, it's who knows who knew what was going to happen here, but, um, Corey, the game awards have ended. Um, how did, how did you feel about it? How did you, um, give it a grade? Was it, I a, mean, was it an A plus? I, I need to go back and look at all of the award winners. Cause I didn't get to see them all. Um, I'm kind of curious yep. about them. I know Returnal won, um, best, I think, um, like action game or something like that. Okay. Um, Tales of Arise won RPG of the year. And I'm only go back and look through, but overall, with the announcement, some of the um, awards that were given out, I mean, I feel good about it. I give it a B plus, maybe an A minus. Um, okay. I was expecting a big 
we, we were wrong. I was expecting a big trailer for something towards the end there of a game coming. Yeah. Whether that be some sort of uh, Ragnarok announcement date, you know, had distant hopes of a Breath of the Wild 2, something along those lines. But you know, I was expecting a big drop and there was nothing there at the end. So, yeah, I was too. Um, I mean, again, it's it's the game awards. It's not E3. It's not um, the expectations. Like, it's hard to know. There, there were sure some big what, hitters. What's, oh, we didn't even mention Wonder Woman. So, oh yeah, Wonder Woman by um, the Shadow of Mordor team, which is interesting. Hype. Um, That's what it is. Yeah, um, open world game by the Shadow of War, Shadow of uh, Mordor team. Count me which could in. Be, yeah, I mean, could that be. That sounds awesome. I mean, at the very least, we'll play very well, and we'll probably have a very interesting open world because you know they are they are known for that. Um, but Corey, I I mean I I think that's that's an well, episode. We, I think that's that. I, think I mean, that's, not quite, not quite. We not quite. What, what else do you? What, what I mean, do you, you asked what I thought of the game wars. What did you think of the game wars? Oh, Corey, I um I mean I less um less in into it um i mean i think it's a little bit uh peek behind the curtain like had a work thing yeah. tonight had you know I, I wasn't just sit down like um crack open a beer let's let's watch this thing from start right. to finish like i i had a little bit more of a broken up um kind of viewing experience with it um but no i mean it's i think um I think there was some really cool stuff. I think there's a lot of neat stuff that I'm excited to see more of. I, I think most of what I predicted could be shown like persona or dragon age or dragon quest, or, you know, at least just like small, like a new naughty dog teaser, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, obviously we didn't get, um, but you know, I mean, that's, it's not a big <laughs> deal. There's, there's wonder woman. There's, you know, there's the expanse, there's Star Wars, like there's Star Wars, there's uh, thirsty suitors. We got Plague Tale and Wake 2. Yeah, Hellblade. Plague Tale. Yep, got some neat stuff. So, you know, it's not a can't be too sad, Corey. There's, no, some, no. there's some cool stuff out there. Um, but now are we done, Corey? Now, done now, 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 yes, that that is the arcade cozy podcast <laughs> for this. Um, week. Well, like, Corey, rate, review, comment, do whatever you yes. want. Follow, Dro- drop us a line. Where can they follow you, Corey? If they, they want to stalk you on the internet, stalk me on the internet. Don't um, at uh, Instagram hash slinging thrasher, um, or over at Twitter at stay thrashy. Or most importantly, as some have been doing, follow our Twitter page at arcade underscore cozy. Yes, um, you can follow us additionally at um arcade cozy on instagram you can email us um as some people do at uh arcade cozy at gmail.com and you can follow myself four point pixel on instagram and at swiss bon joe on twitter um cory next week uh what are we what are we talking about next week cory um next week we're gonna be going so i know we have two ideas up in the air but we'll either be yes. going with our favorite games of the year that didn't come out this year that we played this year or, and maybe also as well as our favorite things of the year, just in general outside of video games, yeah. movies, yeah. TV shows, uh, Taylor Swift's album, red, um, 
<laughs> stuff yes. like that. There are, Books we've read. Yeah, just, our four-hour discussion on Taylor Swift's Red, Taylor's version. Taylor. Yeah. The 30 um, uh, album track and 10 minute all too well. And you know, the music yeah, video. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, uh, you'll do a dramatic reading of, uh, Taylor's red. Um, Did you read my email? yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're a little bit up in the air about next week. I mean, it, over the next couple of weeks, you know, we're in, we're in the, the end of the year, things are coming hot and heavy. And, um, you know, regardless of what it is more than likely what you can expect, um, we we want to do an episode where we talk about Corey and I didn't just play 2021 games in 2021. We played some games that were from 2020 and 2019 and yep. uh, 2018 and uh, 2013, um, 2017. Yeah, 2013 and, you know, all over the place. So, you know, talking about some of the games that like were they released in 2021 could have made the could have made our game of the year list. But too bad they came out too soon. Um and, um, yeah, I th- that, that'll probably be end up where we're landing, but expect an episode. We want to talk about, like Corey said, the, our favorite other stuff that's not games of the year. Um, and then of course we're going to have a goodie discussion. We're going to, you know, that's going to be 18 hours long and you guys can look mm-hmm. forward to it. Um, we have multiple breaks and, uh, planned, multiple yep. coffees, intermissions. Um, you know, we have. Yeah, we have it's all there. Thirty uh, advertisers, commercial breaks, a bound, an intermission, a nap, um, a light so reading. Look, yeah, yeah. Um, but Corey, I until next week, everybody uh, expect as as you as I'm sure you've seen on the feed. Um, tell us tell us what you thought about our um, Life is Strange spoiler cast, yes. our Fireside. Sp- uh, spoils, spoilers, spoilies, um, that, w- mm, that is yeah. up on the feed now. And, um, fireside if you spoils. have played it, yeah, fireside spoils, um, if you have played life is strange, um, please check it out. Um, uh, see what you thought. Um, it is a fun time. Um, but Corey, until next week, um, I hope you have a wonderful week. Back at you, dude. Uh, sir. Yeah. Back at you. Yeah, well, we love you, everybody. Love Have everybody. a wonderful love week. Um, enjoy, enjoy the fallout that is um, the chaos it takes two of it takes one. two being game of the year. Yeah, um, enjoy. It. But and until we enter into that um, decrepit wasteland, uh, we will talk to you later. Yeah, see y'all next week. Bye bye. Alrighty, bye bye.